untrue You know that I would be a liar If I was to say to you Girl, we couldn't get much higher Come on, baby, light my fire Come on, baby, light my fire Welcome back to the Chris Williams Podcast Hour where today's podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Yes Pallets. Yes Pallets, the pallet removal, waste removal, and recycling removal company that places risk mitigation, OSHA compliance, and customer-obsessed service first. They can upscale at a moment's notice and remove barriers to provide you with a safe and clean work environment. That's Yes Pallets. Hey, are you following the podcast on social media? You should be following the Chris Williams Podcast Hour. The Chris Williams Podcast Hour can be found on IG and Twitter at the Chris Will Pod. And on Facebook, it is simply the Chris Williams Podcast Hour. All of our content is good, so enjoy the content you are familiar with and try the unknown. You will get hooked. Today's podcast features an Ohio high school sports historian. From Chris Spielman at Massillon to Chris Mobley at St. Ed's, he has covered them all. I have the great sports writer, professor, and good guy, Norm Weber, sharing his phenomenal journey through life and sports with the podcast. Mr. Weber's understanding of the importance of team sports and the need for everyone to be in constant service to others provides a great story of faith and loyalty. So sit back, strap in, and listen as Norm Weber lights your listening fire and tells us how he has been able to keep his long success train running. Thank you for joining us. Happy Easter and enjoy the podcast. This is the Chris Williams Podcast Hour. podcast hour and today I have history for over 40 years my guest has covered and written compelling sports stories for newspapers that include the Cleveland Plain Dealer the Los Angeles Times the Seattle Post Intelligencer the Houston Chronicle Baltimore Sun Cleveland Press San Antonio Express News and the Sun newspapers he has covered Ohio high school sports for over 30 years, and it, when it comes to St. Edward High School sports, he is the foremost authority and historian on everything that is St. Ed's. Please help me welcome to the Chris Williams Podcast Hour, the professor and historian, Mr. Norm Weber. Mr. Weber, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Chris, and I'm very honored to be on your show because, as we all know, you're one of the all-time greats from St. Ed's. And, um, and I'd also like to say, too, that um, uh, in relation to St. Ed's in my, in my current role, and we'll talk about that later, 
Um, it was a godsend. It was, I, I have no doubt that it's in God's plan that uh, I'm doing what I'm doing right now for St. Ed's. But we'll get back to that later, I'm sure. I'm sure you want to go a little bit chron- chronologically here. Oh, no, no, that's fine. At any time, feel free to share whatever is on your mind because that's what makes the podcast tick. So, <laughs> again, welcome to the Chris Williams Podcast Hour, and thank you for coming on to share your knowledge, your illustrious career, your stories, and your memories. And as I tell all my guests, The podcast does not work unless you share your stories and shamelessly plug yourself. All right. Great. Thank you. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. So uh, do you want to ask a question or should I start in the beginning? Well, you know what? We have so much to cover. Uh, Let's start with your story and, and how it all began for Norm Weber. You know, where you grew up and what was your family like? Yeah, we uh, we half of the half of my childhood was spent in the Collinwood area of Cleveland, and half of it in Lakewood. Um, you know, when we got to Lakewood, you know, we had a pretty good regular family, uh, regular nuclear family. I had two sisters, no brothers, um, and so I had to have I, I had to find friends to be able to play sports with because I, I quickly um, drew a love for sports and. And it went beyond just playing sports. It, it was in watching sports, reading about sports. Um, I subscribed to uh, five sports magazines by the time I was 12 years old and was just wow. reading and reading and, you know, that kind of thing. But my original affiliation or my original memories from St. Ed's started in third grade about 1968 when we moved here. Um, I remember going to the backyard there for football games and watching Timmy Karras and Bob McConville and all those great uh, players from the early Larry Redmond, you know, all those great players from the, from the late sixties and early seventies. And, um, and that's kind of where I started with St. Ed's and really didn't write my first article on St. Ed's until 1980. But, um, but St. Ed's is, and, and you'll find this, um, there's a thread there that it constantly comes up in my life um, and kind of leads to where I am now with the Eagles. Okay. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Now, you, you said the, uh, you, you subscribed to five magazines. Do you remember what those were? Yeah, sure. It was Sports Illustrated. It was Sport Magazine. There was a magazine that was just called Sport. Uh, I subscribed to Baseball Digest, Basketball Digest, and um, a, 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 a publication called, oh, the Sporting News. The Sporting News. I actually had six. The Sporting News, and then I had a subscription to a magazine called The Red Alert, which was all about the Cincinnati Reds because I was a big Reds fan back in the days of Pete Rose and Johnny Bench and Joe Morgan and all those guys. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. So those were the, those were the six. I I thought it was five, but it was actually six. Okay. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Are you still a Reds fan? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I still follow the Reds. Um, okay. I, you know, I, I'm also an Indians fan, obviously, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, that was always my second team was the Reds, you know, because I, I was able to get Marty Brenneman and Joe Nuxall. They had a 50,000-watt station, WLW, 
back then. And so I was able to listen to Reds games, um, you know, even from Cleveland at that time, in, in the early 70s, mid-70s, um, that time when I was a kid. Okay. Excellent. All right. So you yeah. talked about having an incredible love for sports. You played – you were reading a lot. So at what point did you decide, you know what, I think I want to be a reporter? That really started in about third grade. You know, my friends will, uh, you know, I still have some of my childhood friends. And, the, you know, they'll say, man, you you knew what you wanted to do. You wound up going out there and getting into sports media. My, my first original uh, aspiration was to become uh, a sports caster. And, um, and I read a book written by Ken Coleman, who uh, Casey Coleman's dad, um, if anybody remembers him, and mm-hmm. he was um, wrote this book about uh, sports broadcasting, you know. And he was he was in Cleveland. He was he might have been in Cincinnati too for a while, um, and and said, "Man, I want to be a, a, a you know a sports caster." And um, but I was interested in writing too because I used to write to all the uh, professional sports teams all over the country to their PR departments. And I'd write them a letter and I'd say, you know, I'm a, I'm a general fan of professional sports. Uh, do you have anything for me? You know, and, and they would send out things like decals and schedules and uh, autographs and little booklets. Sometimes they'd send a media guide, you know, it, it, we'd, we'd do this and I'd get the whole neighborhood to do this too. The other guys were doing it. So we were getting this collection of uh, sports memorabilia from, um, from these various teams throughout the country. So that, that's where like the writing came in. And then, then of course the nuns at uh, St. Clement were really sticklers for good writing. You know, they, they made us write. you know, and, um, and that kind of ingrained that into me. And then, um, then I had, uh, you know, so I, you know, I was straddling between those two sports writing or sports casting. Um, and by the time I got to high school, you know, I, I, we had a journalism class and we had a mass media class and I was encouraged. And even my English teachers, no, you should go into writing. You should be, you, you read fast, remember things, you, this and that. And, and then by the time I got to Cleveland State, Cleveland State professors were saying, yeah, you've got, a, you've got a knack for writing, and you should stick with that. Although I did join the, the um, college radio station as well as the newspaper at that time. And, um, and, and there I, from there I moved on and, and deter, you know, determined that that would, be, you know, that would be my life. But, um, okay. Yeah, so nice. That that's good that you had that early, you know, acknowledgement of a career path. So, I, and a yeah. lot of guys are not that uh motivated. <laughs> so, well, I, yeah, I respect I, I, that. I, hear of the, I totally respect. Yeah, I hear that. of the horror stories of people who change majors and you know, and then decide to do this, and they want to do that and you know, and, but this was always um what I wanted to do and by the time I uh, was was an undergrad there. Um, I just started to develop a love for student athletics. You know, not that I didn't like professional sports, but student athletics really started to become part of having a, a big place in my heart at that time. 
Um, I, I was always with the uh, the basketball team at Cleveland State. I traveled with them. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and then when I started to do um, writing for the Sun newspapers in 1980, um, that's when I started to love high school sports. You know, I, I said, you know, this is it. Um, they actually paid me, you know, to, to, to cover these high school sports. And so I'm thinking, man, I'd do this anyway, but they're paying me to – go to games now you know after having gone to games for 12 years as a as a kid and a high school kid um now all of a sudden um i'm getting paid for it i'm thinking yeah this is what i want to do i want to do uh you know high school sports high school and college sports okay okay all right now a lot of people remember their first so do you remember the first story that you wrote and what about that, that story or experience that gave you the confidence that this was going to be your career? Um, the first story I wrote, I was assigned by the, um, by the college uh, newspaper. Uh, the sports editor sent me to the basketball coach, who was Ray Derringer at the time, and, and said, okay, you're going to interview him to do a preview story on the season. And if we like that, then we'll make you the beat writer for basketball. So um, I came back with a story. Um, I wrote it longhand because I didn't have my typewriter yet. I didn't get that until a year later. And, um, you know, some kids today would say, well, what's a typewriter? <laughs> you know, but, um, but I wrote it longhand, and, um, and she liked it. You know, she said, you know, this is, uh, this is a, good, a good story. You obviously got all the facts, and, um, but don't let them tell you what to write, you know. <laughs> I remember <laughs> saying that. <laughs> um, and so I started from there, you know, covering all the basketball games. For This was in starting in 79, um, 79-80 season. Um, and at that time, you know, Bobby Lowry had just come back, uh, the great star from Cathedral Latin who started out at the University of Tennessee, and I did a feature on him, you know, and uh, and how he got to be this, you know, this great, you know, he was like a mini Maravich, a mini Pete Maravich. I mean, he things he could do oh, with wow. the basketball, his passes and um, the way he dribbled and, and everything uh, was great, you know. And, and so I, from that, I, I said, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to get good at this. And I wasn't that good at first, but. Um, but, you know, by the time I had graduated college, you know, the, the editor in chief of the, of the student newspaper then said, man, you, you really went from like zero to a hundred, you know, in just three years, you know, and, um, and that was great, you know, and, and, and I did baseball. I traveled with the baseball team to Florida every year, uh, during those times and, and that was great, and I was able to do stories on that. And boy, it was just—it was just taken off like a like a rocket, you know. Um, okay. Yeah. So. That's a great experience. That's <laughs> that's a great college experience for anyone. So wow. Yeah. Right. That's right. That was uh, that was a great thing. And then my first job out of college was at the Massillon Evening Independent, um, and this is where St. Ed's ties in. Mike Currents was the coach and athletic director at the time. And he had previously, uh, you know, coached St. Ed's in the mid-70s. And 
we would talk about St. Ed's all the time there. I mean, he would tell me stories about uh, his quarterback, Joe Glending. Uh, one time he threw five interceptions against Padua um, at, in Byers Field. And um, so he asked Glending after the game, uh, so what, you threw five interceptions. What happened there? Um, and he said, well, one of them, you know, the, he was about to get sacked or whatever, and he just threw the ball away. And he said, well, what about the other four? And he said, and Glending said, those were all bad calls. <laughs> it's either the coach <laughs> makes the calls, right? <laughs> the wow. is full of those stories, uh, you know, about, you know, he coached Cousineau and, you know, he had mm-hmm. coached a number of, of very good uh, players there, Joe Portale and, you know, some yes. of the great St. Ed's greats. And while I was there, and it was a great time to be there because it was during Chris Spielman's junior and senior years. And what, a, what an experience that was by calling General Mills weekly um, to see what the vote tabulation was because we were trying to get Chris Spielman to be the first high school kid ever to get on the cover of the Wheaties box. And yes. it was successful. It was a successful campaign, and believe me, uh, Chris Spielman, um, did I say Williams or did I say, yeah, Chris Spielman, Spielman. Chris Spielman, (laughs) that guy must have signed over a thousand autographs before he was even out of high school. He was every kid's hero in that town, Um, and you you all know about the Maslin craze and, and, you know, how how football is there, Um, so that kind of, you know, got me into, you know, really believing that. And then when I got to my next paper, the Lorraine Journal, it was kind of funny. It, 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 um, I would have coaches tell me, man, you write about these guys like they're pros. And I said, well, heck, where I come from, you know, they are <laughs> like pros. I mean, they fill their stadium with 22,000 fans every, every night. And um, so, you know, so that's where I went to in 85 was when I really started covering um, St. Ed's pretty heavily. Um, do you want me to continue, or do you have questions? No, 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 no. Keep, yeah, yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So keep 85, going. I go to I go to the Lorraine Journal, and they said we're 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 gonna we're gonna start up a Cuyahoga County edition, and you're gonna do all the sports. You're gonna have an office in Westlake, um, and so I told them I said, you know. I'll cover those schools like Westlake, North Olmstead, Bay Village, Rocky River, those, those kind of schools very heavily. But even though this paper isn't going to go as far as Lakewood and the west side of Cleveland, we've got to cover St. Ed's and St. Ignatius because those guys are coming in from those parishes, you know, like St. Angela's, St. Uh, Bernadette, St. Brendan, St. Raphael's. Uh, St. Richard's, and they said, well, heck, it's your show. You do it, you know. So um, as far as football goes, I covered uh, a Southwestern Conference game on Friday nights, and then I either covered St. Ed's or St. Ignatius on on Saturday nights, and I had stringers. And so I went through the L. O'Neill years, (laughs) you know, and when Flaherty Mm -hmm. was helping him kind of after he retired as head coach, kind of stayed on as like the – um, the associate head coach kind of helped Al out with the guys because Al was kind of a shy guy. Um, but we, we loved his style. I mean, 
Eddie Dwyer and I would he he'd cover Eddie would cover it for the PD and I'd cover it for the Journal and we'd be up there and um, we'd be you know the game would start at seven on a Saturday night and I said Eddie it's uh, it's only like twenty to eight and there's only two minutes left in the half you know because Al loved to just run the ball and make the <laughs> make the opposing team's offense stay on the sidelines as much as he could. He was such a master at running the, you know, running the clock and, and, and mastering the field and, and, um, and just making them pay that way and, and just wearing them down, wearing the defenses yes. down. And, and yes. so I wrote a lot of St. Ed stories at, at that, at that time. So, um, and I wrote a few back with the sun, sun news, the Lakewood sun mm-hmm. post and the sun Herald back in the, in the early eighties. But I, but I really started picking it up then, uh, when I was doing that. Um, and then I decided I wanted to go to graduate school. Um, and I, I thought there were only three places that I could do this. if I want to study media. And it was New York, Chicago, or L.A. I said, those are the communication centers. And I heard about this school called Cal State Northridge, part of the, mm-hmm. the, one, of the one of the three state systems in California. Because, you know, you can only imagine everything is ten times the size that it is, as it is everywhere else in, in California. And, boy, I love that program. I love that master's program after moving out there and just learned so much of things that, you know, I just didn't know, you know, and uh, prepared me to later be a teacher, you know, to be an adjunct professor. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, so that was, uh, you know, and at the time I was working for the L.A. Times. I was doing part-time with the Times and part-time in the sports information office there at at Northridge. And and so those were all very good experiences at that time. And I missed home, of course, and, you know, um, people would keep me abreast of, you know, what the Eagles were doing, what the Wildcats were doing, how that rivalry was going. And, you know, so I would constantly stay in touch with that, you know, because I love that, you know, just covering those games. Oh, I got to tell you, um, one of the favorite stories there from the 80s was when you were there. Um, I, every week, the week of the St. Ed, St. Ignatius game, I would go to Coach Kyle and I would go to Coach O'Neill, and I would say, hey, I want to talk to guys who came out of the parishes, St. Bernadette, St. Saint, uh, Rayfield, St. Brendan, St. Richards. I want to talk to guys who came out of those parishes and who are now playing, who have friends on the other team. Because anybody who knows about that rivalry is that most of those guys, at least at that time, grew up together. Um, yes. yes. In the same grade school, so I would go and interview, um, uh, uh, you know, a group of guys, you know, from those schools. I mean, it was like, um, like, like, like at Ignatius, Harry Vandeveld was an assistant coach, and his cousin was Danny Andrews. You know, so there was, oh, wow. you know, there, <laughs> so there was all kinds of uh, different scenarios that would go on in '86. Um, that year, Kevin Kruger was your quarterback, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Darren Kimball was a St. Ignatius quarterback, and they both came out of St. Brendan. Um, so I went to their houses um, the week of the game. You know, they lived like their cul-de-sac, you know, was like, you know, like a football field away, you know, from each other. So I <laughs> interviewed both of them and did a story about that. So every week there – 
I would do a, 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 a St. Saint, Saint Ed, St. Saint Ignatius friendly rivalry kind of story that, you know, they're still friends, you know, and, you know, some of them were offensive and, you know, it was like Matt Birchmeyer. I mean, some of them were offensive and defensive linemen um, who would be, you know, going at it in the trenches against yes. friends that they were formerly teammates with, you know. So yes. there were all kinds of good stories that, you know, came out of that. Um, um, but Swing, do you have any questions more about that? I, I, I no, 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 that, that's awesome. And that, that makes the rivalry great. And shout out to Kevin Kruger and Matt Birchmeyer. And just recently his son, I think his name is Alex Birchmeyer, was named the number one guard in the country. He's a senior in Virginia. So no shout kidding. out to him and congratulations. Yes. So he's, wow, he's been yeah. offered pretty much by everybody. So good yeah. for Matt. Wow. Good for his family. So, yeah, but wow, I, that's, that, I, that is so cool. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm, you know, we, we love to follow the kids, you know, and, and that's one of, where this career has taken me where over like say the last 10, 15 years, I've been writing about kids whose dads I wrote about, you know, back in the eighties or, mm-hmm. you know, even, yeah, back in the eighties basically. So, um, and now ones from the 90s and the 00s are starting to uh, have kids that are coming up and, you yes. know, will be, will, be, will be playing for St. Ed's that, you know, that I'll get to write about. So, um, but anyway, after I, after I finished graduate school, um, I decided I want to go into a doctoral program. I wanted to be a Ph.D. so that I can become a full-fledged professor. And uh, I went to Seattle and was trying to get into the program there at the University of Washington because the only schools that west of the Rockies that had um, Ph.D. programs in mass comm were Stanford and uh, UW. And, um, and I, I couldn't get all the papers straight, and, uh, you know, I just never got into the program and then started writing for the PI and started to do some other things and, um, then went down to Sarasota, Florida, and worked for the East-West Ambassadors, which was like a soccer-baseball program that not only took players overseas to play games, but uh, the director of that program, Tom Firth, was he knew like the he knew like every president. So they would go to the White House before they'd go out there and meet whoever what the president was at the time: Reagan, um, Bush, you know, Clinton. Um, you know, and, and they would, they would do this, you know, I mean, every year. And wow. so I was doing like press releases and things like that for them. Then I decided to move back to Cleveland, you know, around 95. And I got, I got back into it here doing stuff for the Illyria Chronicle and for the, for the, for the, for the Sun News again. And, oh boy. And, and then, you know, then I started to, uh, Later, started to do some stuff for the PD, and through them, um, they would get calls from those papers like the Houston Chronicle and the, uh, the San Antonio Express. Whenever they'd send their minor league hockey team here to play the Lumberjacks, um, I would write stories. And later, the Barons, uh, the other minor league team before the Monsters, I would write mm-hmm. stories for their paper from Cleveland um, because they didn't want to send a writer on the road. Um, 
And so, you know, that, those kind of opportunities came about. Um, then I went to graduate school again and got an MBA in, uh, from Baldwin-Wallace, finished there in 2001, and not too long after that was, was when I started teaching. I, started, I was teaching sport management at Baldwin-Wallace. I was teaching uh, writing, English, writing, um, composition, and math comm classes at Tri-C. Um, and so I love that, too. I, I love being able to do both. And when wow. I did that, I, I would, I would ha- we'd have those post-secondary uh, students, or I think that's what they called them. The high school kids would take college classes at Tri-C out there in Westlake. And what I would do is I would cover a game, like a, like a, like a girls' softball game, like between, like, Avon Lake and North Olmsted, and I'd have – girls in the class that were on the team and I'd say I'm going to this game and if any of you guys come to cheer on your classmates you'll get extra credit and so these kids would show up uh from the class and you know and then they'd read my paper my story online you know and it was kind of like a you know putting things together kind of a thing um uh so that was kind of fun but yes yeah but then I started up uh, my my own website around 2009. It was called Student Athlete Cleveland, um, and you know, and I had had done um, done a lot of Saint Ed stuff with the Sun back with the Sun newspapers when I was there from uh, I think like 2004 to 2009. Um, you know, I was doing some Saint Ed stuff, and um, I became the Saint Ed's football writer when. Gibby was the coach, and they kicked the regular St. Ed's writer out of the press box, and I kind of had to take it over. <laughs> it, it was a long story, um, but uh, but I but I I became the St. Ed's writer at that time, even though my the papers I was responsible for was the the Brooklyn old Brooklyn paper and the Lorraine County paper. Um, but then I started this student athlete Cleveland. Um, and you can go to that. It's still up there. I only did it for three years. And um, you can type in St. Ed's uh, in the search engine and find all the stuff I did for St. Ed's. And, okay. and boy, that, by the time I was done with that, I was at my wit's end. It, it got to be really dark in my life. And uh, I, I almost had a nervous breakdown. But, um, oh, wow. but Paul Mahalko, the St. Ed's athletic director at the time, said, why don't you just do it for us? You know, we, we, they had revamped their website at the time. He said, I've got all kinds of people calling me wanting to do this, but we want you to do it. Um, and he said, you know, because you're the guy. You've, you've been good to St. Ed's over the years. And, and, and Murph was still on. Don Murphy was still on as the vice president of finance at the time. So there were people there who knew me and knew of me um, from – being good to St. Ed's all over the years. So in 2012, uh, I became the sports information director at St. Ed's. And um, in a way, I, I sort of have become a sports historian there as well um, because of some of the things I've done. And we can talk about those, but um, I'll let you jump in here with any questions. No, 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 that, that's great. We we can go forward with that. But And I'll stop you briefly, but just thinking back on when you were a young writer, is there uh-huh. anyone? Is there any one thing 
that you wish you had known starting out your career? Oh, um, yeah. You know, some of the things that I've learned from interviewing St. Ed's people, St. Ed's people from history, St. Ed's current people over the last nine years, um, and that's about, like, relationship, about the brotherhood. I mean, if I would have known some of the things that they've told me that I've come to adapt to my life, if I, if I would have known that, um, because I would just do things coldly. I would, I would make cold calls on a lot of things and get my stories that way. Um, and if I knew more about relationships and how I could network into getting better stories and getting better, better opportunities and uh, this kind of thing, um, I might have been better at, although I, people have described me as good at doing interviews, um, I might have been a better interviewer, you know, way back then had I known about uh, relationships and, you know, how to carry myself and how to, um, you know, just be a better person and, and things like that. So, um, so that, you know, that, that's some of the things that I learned. And, and again, like I said, at Northridge, some of the things that I learned in graduate school about uh, all the things like media law and media history and um, just how to do research and how to, uh, how to go back in history. And, and I mean, I had an 800 page thesis um, at Northridge on the death of the Los Angeles Herald Examiner because I saw, this was back in 91, 92, 93, I saw what was coming um, in the next few decades, that newspapers would go downhill. And uh, because that paper went out of business in 1991, and, um, and I had things about the Cleveland Press in there going out of business in 82, um, and incidentally, we started up the press again in 2003, and I was the managing editor of that. But that was, very, that was a very short-lived venture um, that a guy by the name of Randy Nyergis started up, and he was once the speechwriter for Dan Quayle, and, um, and he had an interesting background. He wound up writing a, ghostwriting a book for Hanford Dixon, and, um, oh, wow. but we, we started up the press again there. And, you know, so I learned some things from that, from, you know, totally running things at a newspaper. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know I'm all over the place because I've had so many experiences and, um, you know, just uh, it just it just I once started up a hockey magazine uh, back around 2002, 2003, 2004 uh, with a St. Ed's parent named Chuck Long, who. Uh, you know, I, and I thank him. I, I have to thank him to this day that he financed the the paper, the, the Ohio Hockey News, and and I wrote for it. And his son Charles Long still holds the record in Ohio for being the only goalie to have uh, two shutouts in the Frozen Four when St. Ed's won it in 2003 um, in hockey. You know, so. Um, there's that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I now know a lot of things that I didn't know then. And we all say that. It's a cliche that I wish I could apply that. I could have applied that back then. But, but that's one of them, some of the things learning from, um, from the St. Ed's uh, community that, man, I wish I knew because it's just such a great place. And, I, you know, and it's just, uh, you know, anybody involved in St. Ed's is blessed to have the opportunities that they have there. 
um, as yeah. students, as athletes, and, and the many, many clubs and programs that they have there. Um, That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let me ask you this. So you cover sports on the West Coast. How would you compare your experiences out West and what you covered to, you know, your Midwest roots and anything that you've covered on the East Coast? How different? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. How, how different? Yeah, you're going to ask if it's different. It is different. Um, the student athletes that I wrote about at the Times and at the Post Intelligencer, um, it's a different kind of game there. Um, let's take football, for instance. It's more finesse. Um, it's more passing. I mean, I was used to this um, from the steel belt, the auto worker belt, you know, from – uh, like Pennsylvania through Ohio, through Youngstown and Cleveland, um, you know, that was, that was, that was old fashioned, hard nosed running football. Um, obviously it changed by the nineties and even in the eighties when, you know, when Chico had Joe Pickens over there, they, they, they started that aerial game in the late eighties and they kind of had our number there for, you know, for a few years, but, um, but 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 they were doing this in California. I mean they 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 really they really you know ran the ball and um, and and one thing or, or I mean passed the ball a lot. One thing I learned from my writing there was um, my stories didn't look like the ones that I wrote. When they came out in the paper, they didn't look at all look what what I wrote. But that was because of good editors. I mean they edited to the point that that it came out in the paper the way I w- would like to have, w- as the writer I would like to have been. Um, they were that good at sharpening things up. And, oh, wow. um, and, and, and it was, and I, I knew some screenwriters out there at the time and they said, don't worry about that. When I write a screenplay, when it finally comes out in the theaters, it looks nothing like what I wrote, but you know, I leave it up to the editors to, make it look good, make me look good because my name's still on it and that sort of thing. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I just, uh, and I covered at the, at the, at the, at the times, it was kind of interesting. I covered two year colleges. I mean, we had, uh, we had a, uh, over 200 junior colleges in California and they all play football. So I covered mm-hmm. football games, two year college football games, for uh, um, and a lot of people don't remember, but O.J. Simpson went to a two-year college before he went to USC. Um, San Francisco, and, and yeah. so they, those were the preparation kind of things, uh, and a number of other guys who you know went to some of those, like SC and UCLA. A number of those other guys also, um, you know, did the same, went through the same path. So um, two-year colleges were were viable alternatives at that time for, for both students and student athletes. Uh, number one, they were free. <laughs> and and I, I, had, I, I have to admit, I got my master's for free too, because still at that time, the state of California was paying tuition for state universities, as long as you were a, a California resident. And I be, became a resident for a year before, before I actually um, enrolled in the school and was, officially, you know, eligible to 
get in on that tuition-free plan. Nice. But nice. Yeah, it was very nice. But um, okay. uh, yeah, so um, so yeah, that was that. And then uh, you know, like I said, I I came back and um, you know came back to Cleveland and and I've enjoyed it. You know, the best part of that was I was my dad lived to be ninety five and. He was 75 when I moved back to Cleveland. I got to spend all those last 20 years with him, and, and those were great. I mean, I just oh, loved man, I mean, we'd play board games. We'd sit and talk. I always went there after, you know, after I was, you know, done with something to stop in uh, to the house and, you know, that kind of thing as an adult. And, uh, you know, so I was lucky to have that, so – that's a beautiful thing. That's and that's twenty years of of prime, like for you, where you can actually talk to him, get knowledge, and remember the stuff. So a lot of times, oh you know, we only yeah, get, get it early. So you know, that's that is incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And right. um, so yeah, that those were those were some good years, and um, so. Go ahead, ask questions. I, uh, oh, no, no, you're, you're, you're fine. So, you know, yeah. I want to talk about Ohio High School Athletics. Um, okay. <laughs> we're lucky to get you back. So what are some of your best memories of covering high school sports in Ohio? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it, it would start with the, with the Sun News um, back in the early 80s, and I'll tie this into St. Ed's, too. I remember the first time interviewing Howard Ferguson um, and um, the great late wrestling coach. And it was just a pleasure to finally meet this guy because I was at the meet, meet match that Golick and Kuzino wrestled. I was at the match that, as a kid, that um, St. Ed's beat Maple Heights. You know, I was at all these things, and I finally got to meet Howard Ferguson. And one time... Uh, Coach Flaherty called me during the summer, and he said, guess what, Jerry Faust is coming in. This was after, right after Coach Faust got the Notre Dame job. And as we all know, the Notre Dame and St. Ed's affiliation, he says, you want to come down and, and interview uh, Coach Faust? You know? And I said, yeah, I'd love to do that. So I went down there, and I interviewed him, and um, it turned out to be a, a great interview, a great feature story. Um, and to this day, um, whenever Moeller is playing um, either St. Ed's or St. Ignatius, he comes up from Akron. I think he lives in the Fairlawn suburb, but he comes up from Akron to go watch the Crusaders oh, against wow. either the Wildcats or the Eagles. And whenever he comes into the press box for Moeller, he always winds up sitting next to me and, and talking. We talk about old times and, uh, for some reason, he remembered me from from back then, and and uh, so we talk, and uh, he still has the rosary that he was holding on to um, with his St. Jude card, and uh, from when St. Ed's was driving in that state championship game, um, oh. the 14-12 game that we lost, and he, he 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 said he was you know just praying you know that something would happen at that time you know, and of course we know about the fumble and. Yes. all that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, that, that brought me around. And, of course, covering Spielman at, at, uh, at, at Maslin was, was awesome. You know, that was a, a great thing. The Maslin-McKinley game was great that year. 
uh, Brian DeWitts, the quarterback, uh, lined up in formation as the punter, and then it was a fake punt, and he threw a pass, and that game I'll never forget. Maslin won that game. Um, I still have a picture that our photographer took of me interviewing uh, Spielman after the game and, and Coach Currents after the game and uh, that kind of thing. And then, of course, covering those great Southwestern Conference games. I, I love covering the Bay-Westlake rivalry game every year, um, uh, football. And it, it carried into basketball and some of the other sports and the Ed's Ignatius rivalry. I mean, as I mentioned before, you know, the week of the football game, but I also covered it in baseball. I also covered in, it in basketball. I also covered it in wrestling, you know, so I, I was covering that Ed's Ignatius rivalry a lot. So I, I love to do that. And then as okay. far as like beyond that, I love going to state tournaments. I love going down to Columbus. I mean, year after year of, of doing that and, and going down for di- various different, whether it was track, wrestling, uh, you know, baseball a couple times, uh, uh, football, basketball, you know, just you name it, going down there, just covering those tournaments and being in that fraternity of the other sports writers from all these newspapers from all over Ohio. And I, I, I was thinking at the time, I'm thinking, yeah, we're all here covering different schools and everyone's covering the event like a big like for instance track or wrestling but everyone's going to have a different story who is covering one of those different events because there's kids from all over the state at those uh, events in those those two sports and and every paper is going to have a different story and it's amazing that one event could create that many different stories if you know what i mean yes yes (laughs) And, and uh and so that was always a fun thing to do and um and then just uh when i i had this thing at the journal called at my westlake office called stars of the week and um i would always call the kid to let him know hey i made you the star of the week this week you're going to get a certificate and your picture in the paper and i'm going to have a short write-up on you um and there was I'll never forget this one kid. He's passed away since then. But he was at North Olmsted High School, and he said, well, if you make me star of the week, can you call me at around um, such and such a time and or call the athletic director at such and such a time and have, have, me, have him get me out of class to come here and meet with you to talk to me? He must have liked some girl in the classroom. He was trying to impress somebody that he wanted to, to be there at a certain time of the day to, to give him his certificate. So I just complied with it just to make him happy. And uh, so we did it that way. And um, uh, so that was good. And, you know, and I love covering girls' sports and women's sports. You know, I mean, they didn't get much press back then. And so, um, you know, Westlake always had the – the girls basketball tournament and of course Admiral King always had the boys um, basketball tournament and never could a Cuyahoga County team get out of that. It was either Admiral King or Elyria a couple times. um, And then once or twice it was Lorraine high. And once I think it was Southview, but never could have for the 20 years that it was hosting that could have say, could have, 
Cuyahoga County team get out of that until 1989 when St. Ed's did it um, and advanced to the uh, tournament in Canton. And there was a little junior on the team at the time by the name of Eric Flannery, okay? Yes. And he was on that team when, when they won their – that was the first district championship for the school. And I remember going down to Canton with Murph and his wife. Uh, we went to some restaurant, I don't know, before the game. And, you know, we all drove down together. And, uh, you know, they, of course, lost to Maslin Jackson that game. But it was just so cool um, that a Cuyahoga team finally came out of that Division One tournament um, and that same year, Bay had dropped the, to, to Division Two in, in basketball, and their their big stars were Brad Friedel and Mike Stoiko. And Friedel, of course, went on to great fame as as the U.S. goalie and a, and a, and a fine mm-hmm. pro career in in the English Premier League. And I lay claim to having be being the first reporter ever to interview him. So I could say that you know. I was, and he'll, he'll note that to this day, you know, he, he remembers, you know, and, um, uh, that sort of thing. And then, um, you know, so there were like some great things. And then when he's coming back to Cleveland and, you know, starting, you know, with the local papers again and, um, all the great, um, stories, I'm trying to remember some of the, um, some of the great things that happened at that time, um, um, oh, you know, like I said, you know, I, I had fun with being a teacher and a, a writer at the same time, and um, and OHSA athletics is is wonderful. I mean, they do a great job down there. Tim Street and Bob Goldring, you know, Tim with the with the great media media relations work he does, uh, it's super. He sets us up with you know with our credentials and everything, and with seating and. And all that kind of thing, and uh, you know, just it's just been great. I mean, it's uh, um, and of course with St. Ed's, you know, since we win so many championships or at least make it to the championship rounds, there are per- plenty of trips that I've made to Columbus since doing that in 2012, doing my sports information director job in 2012. Um, that uh, I. I I've covered. I've written about more championship teams, state championship teams, during these last nine years at St. Ed's than I did in all the previous thirty years, thirty-nine or thirty-one, thirty whatever years that I had uh, had written about then. You know, because we win so many championships, and I remember Joe Silvestro once saying, the great wrestler there from the early '80s. Uh, he once said, we have so many state championship teams that we at one point had to take down the national championship banners, the 11 national championship banners that the wrestling teams have won, just to make room for more of the uh, uh, state championship banners, you know. And, um, that is wild. And I'm just, that is yeah, wild. you know, and uh, I'm sorry you guys never were part of that uh championship i mean you you were there when the wrestling team and the hockey team were winning championships but i really thought that 86 team could have made it uh you with those two 300 yard games um in the playoffs and then um 
but then Kevin getting hurt, and Brian Gilson was a very good replacement for him. He was a, a good overall athlete, good overall yes. student athlete. Yes, he was. Um, yes, he was. But you, you, you gave it your best try in that game. Um, and, and weren't you injured in that game a little bit? Didn't you have a sore ankle or something? I turned my I, – I got my foot caught in the turf late in the game when we had a chance to pretty much put it away. So, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember something like that against Fairfield. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah that, that was, you know, a great experience. And, you know, yeah, certainly I was doing Ignatius back then, too, and I do remember their first two state championships. And, and that was, you know, that was a fun ride and, you know, covered that. And, uh, uh, you know, and then, um, you know, when I – when I when I first got back to Cleveland, you know that was when I really, when I really uh, started to really look at myself as 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 that being my niche, student athletics. I mean, I just mm-hmm. have such a. There's a reason they're called student athletes as, as opposed to athlete students. They're full time students, and they're part time athletes. Sports is just something else they do. And this isn't a knock on professional sports because certainly I've had a a number of guys that I've written about that have gone on to the pro game. Um, And, uh, but there's something about that purity of being a student athlete, although they're now now starting to talk about the NCAA about paying the student athletes. Uh, But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, there's a, uh, just that their full-time job is, is to be a student. And, and we learn things from the field, right, from playing mm-hmm. sports. We learn things from uh, being with the coach. They're, they're with an adult that cares about them after school. Um, and that, you know, and that gives them insight. And they learn how to be on time. And they learn on how, how to be a good teammate, you know, which is essential. Um, how to um, just do things, channel that competitive nature into everyday life, you know, that um, is just what the OHSAA is all about, and which is, which is why I love that organization and what they do and, and the tournaments they sponsor. You know, it just, you know, I mean, they've, they've gone to, sponsoring i think just baseball and basketball in the first you know like in the 20s and 30s to you know starting with wrestling in the in the late 30s i believe and then you know having all these sports i don't know i think if you count boys and girls sports i think it's i don't know i think it's up to like 20 something sports uh championships that they sponsor um wow wow but it's uh, it, it, it's it's wonderful, you know, with, with St. Ed's. I mean, uh, I'm no longer working for a media organization, you know. I'm working for a school, which is great because I love school from kind of having been a professional student and kind of staying in it, you know, mm-hmm. as in, uh, in academia. Um, you know, I travel on the bus with these guys, you know, with, with St. Ed's, we have to do a lot of traveling. I mean, even our home fields are far away. Our, our, our home baseball field is out in Avon. Uh, we had to go to Elyria for a home football game. We've gone to Kent state for a home baseball game before, you know, so there's traveling even during the season. 
And then because we go so far in the tournaments, there's a lot of traveling that goes with that. You know, so it, 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 it's very much like a college, you know, St. Ed's is. And first class all the way. I mean, we, they really do things well there. Um, nice. And the current athletic director, Kevin Hickman, has done such a great job of, you know, putting together these schedules with these coaches, competitive schedules, and made these teams so competitive that we're, you know, we're, we're at that goal that Howard Ferguson had back in the 70s when he was, 70s and 80s, when he was the athletic director, and he wanted to get every sport um, up to the level where wrestling was. And it started with hockey in 85 and 86. And, you know, football was up and coming when you guys were there, the Mobleys and the Andrews and the uh, mm-hmm. Worsh and, you know, all those guys that were um, that were on those teams. And, um, and then, lo and behold, you know, Coach Whitten did such a great job with hockey that, you know, that that, and then baseball came in the late eight, late nineties with their championships and uh, coach Flannery with the 98 basketball team. And, um, and, and president Kubaki likes to, likes to say that uh, during the years he was principal and during the years he was president, there hasn't <laughs> been one year that at least one team has won a state championship. And he says, he says, but he says he admits that, um, that, wrestling is his ace in a hole ace in the hole because you know he can count on them you know because they they won so many but uh but yeah so yeah so that that's uh it's just championship central you know i I just love the school and i love i love working for it and um you know at one point there uh you know i wrote my first book with coach flannery worthy of the jersey um, mm-hmm. If you remember that, um, yes, and uh, that was back in 2014. We kind of rushed that. It was kind of a rush job, and we wish we could have done better with that. But we wanted to get it out right after that championship in 14 um, to kind of do it. Um, and currently, I'm working on my second book, The History of Wrestling, at St. Ed's. Wow. Um, we're, yeah, working with uh, our time. Ta- our ta- Coach Heffernan and I are doing this one, and uh, he came up with some great contacts for me that I was able to interview. Um, we expect that to come out hopefully this um, November. Um, but uh, and then during COVID last summer, T.J. Gallagher, everyone knows T.J. at St. Ed's. Yes. Uh, during COVID, there were no events to write about, and we started this series, this history series, which you were a part of. Uh, every day we were doing a story about a figure in St. Ed's history. Um, so we had about 100 installments. We went, took that through the summer. Uh, we had about 100 installments, you know, of that. And, um, you know, it, it, which is where I kind of dubbed myself as becoming kind of a sports historian there as well. Um, and, you know, and there's so many so much history in, in the athletics there. And people forget back in the early days, even in the 50s and the 60s, you know, I mean, things were starting to starting to gel in terms of student athletics there, um, you know, and, and that sort of thing. Okay. All right. 
Well, let me ask you this. So as a writer, what's the best compliment you have ever, you've ever received? And the reason I ask this, and, and you started touching on it, is because I'm about to give you one of the best moments that you provided me and my family. So I have, from my playing days, I have three compliments that stick out and made me and my family feel really good about some of the things that we achieved. And one of them was written by you. So I had a great aunt who, during, during the 86 season, she was probably in her late 70s. But after every game, she would somehow get a paper, and I would sit on the floor and read it to her. So, oh, wow. um, <laughs> so after, the, after the Berea playoff game, you wrote this article about me and compared watching me to play to going to a basketball game to see a big-time score. So my family was so proud and in tears because everyone, we would save our money to actually go once a year to the old Richfield Coliseum and watch oh. Julius Irving. Oh, so, yeah. And he, yeah, and he would never disappoint. So <laughs> I wasn't quite Julius Irving, but – from that one line and that one moment, the honor that my family felt, it made me feel good about playing sports. So on behalf of the Williams family, thank you. And, you uh, know, go back to what was the best compliment that you've ever received, you know, as a writer? Um, I would have to say, you know, it was probably the, from the best story that I wrote which was when the Soviets were bringing a soccer team here to play East-West um, in 1989, in the spring of 1989, they were bringing a soccer team here, and they, they stayed in the homes of American players. And it was the first time the Soviet Union, and right this was right at the advent of Glasnost and Perestroika. So, they were loosening up a little bit there, but it was the first uh, athletic team that actually was able to travel to the United States because of the Cold War in, in decades. And, um, and so they put it on the front page, not the front sports page, the front page. And, um, and I had an exclusive. It blew the doors off the plane dealer at the time. Um, that didn't report on it till the next day, and all kinds of people were saying, "Man, you really scooped this one. You really, you really came came across with that one." Um, but along with that, um, that was a that was a great compliment. But along mm-hmm. with that, one thing I and I wish I still had these letters. I would get all kinds of handwritten letters. You know, this was before the internet or anything. Thank you cards. Signed uh, when I get invited to banquets, signed cards by the entire team. I would get all kinds of letters, notes uh, from people. Just thanks for writing about us. Thanks for giving me their school pictures, their senior pictures, writing on the back of it. Thanks for covering all our events. You know, just from people that would just be delighted that that it, that I do such a great job or at least they say I do a great job on covering mm-hmm. their teams um, and uh, their, their school and all the other schools around them. Um, 
it's just such a great compliment because, as you know, we, we don't get a whole lot. You're in this business too now, and, and we don't get a whole lot of compliments, right? Um, mm-hmm. And we don't need it, you know, because just doing it, you know, even if we do stuff pro bono, um, we do it because we love doing it, you know, and, yes. um, and we don't really need to have the compliments, but it's great to get them every now and then. It's good, you know, even to this day, you know, I mean, um, people tell me, you know, their student athletes at St. Ed's now will have uh, grandparents in, in Florida. And these grandparents would email me and they'd say, you know, this is the only way I'm able to follow my grandchildren, my grandsons at St. Ed's is, you know, through your blogs and um, things like that. And I get out of town alumni um, that send me similar type compliments that say, yeah, this is the this is the the uh, this is the this is the only way I can follow what's going on, and and you provide a great service, and you know keep it up, and thanks for doing it, thanks for you know making the St. Ed's community proud of of, of their st- student athletes as things move on. Um, so so yeah, so there's uh, there's there's that one big story that I broke that I was getting all kinds of pats on the back and, um, you know, just, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Compliments are, you know, they come few and far between, but when they do come, you know, I, 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 I do take a step back and, you know, don't get conceited about it, but but just say, yeah, I'm glad I'm doing a good job because I don't know otherwise. You know, um, um, I'm glad somebody's saying it, not to just to build to blow up my head or anything, but to you know hit me in the heart. You know, where it really yes. matters. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. All right. All right. Now we we talked. Didn't really talk about it, but you brought it up script writing and Hollywood. And so I have to ask you this. So if someone writes the story of Norm Weber, what would be the theme and who plays you in the lead role? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, who would play me? Uh, who would, what would be a theme? Well, well, definitely there would be a theme of St. Edward throughout it. You know, because, uh, you know, that has been a big part of my life, even before I started doing the blogs and, and handling all the historical things and uh, that that sort of thing. But um, just my passion and my love for student athletics, because there are a, a lot of ventures and a lot of things that I've, I've done pro bono that, you know, I've put in the newspapers I've worked at, I put in extra hours that, you know, I didn't get overtime for that. I was on salary, you know, and, and, and just, um, just at one point, one of my sports editors referred to me as altruistic norm, um, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, and it it meshes into the whole brotherhood of St. Ed's that we, we do things, we, uh, we do things the way Jesus would have done them, you know, that, you know, we, we do them um, without getting something back to constantly be in service um, and that kind of thing. And I've always kind of kept that in mind um, throughout my life. And I've always wanted to dedicate it to student athletics. So, would, 
it would definitely be about that and about, you know, some of the scenes may be some of the late nights writing. A lot of times, you know, like the other night, Wednesday night, we had five, te- you know, we had five of our teams were playing, lacrosse, baseball, rugby. Uh, there were all kinds of games. The JVs were playing. The freshman teams were playing. I didn't get done writing till 2 in the morning, you know, so there would be these oh, wow. burning the midnight oil kind of scenes that I think would be in there. Um, there would be, uh, you know, the, the, the different state events, you know, down in Columbus, you know, the, the, the abundance of time that I spent down there to, you know, this is the season ending thing and, um, and how I just, you know, just throw my heart into it. You know, I do it with all my heart, you know, it, it just comes from that. And like I said, in the beginning, uh, all the strength to do this and, all the gifts come from God, you know, and, and it definitely would have to have that in it. You know, it would definitely have to, um, because I take my, my faith very seriously, having Jesus in the presence of the, uh, having Jesus's presence in, in, in the host every time I go. And I try to go to two daily masses every week before, uh, before the Sunday mass and things like that and how I take that very seriously and very, very ingrained in in that um that sort of thing and who would play me now I, i'm short i'm five foot six i was thinking of michael Fo- michael j fox but I, he's not acting anymore is he no i don't think so you know he's he's he battles ms so yeah yeah he's been yeah. battled with that so um i'm thinking uh of like a, a current young actor that well maybe maybe Charlie Sheen maybe Charlie Sheen might be a good one. nice nice at least they could make him look younger you know in my earlier years <laughs> I got you hey at five foot six you could also call on Tom Cruise so he's right up yeah, there. yeah yeah oh yeah Tom, Tom, he might be a good one too yeah yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would like it to be Tom Hanks, you know, because he got his start here in Lakewood at the Great Lakes Shakespeare Festival, Um, uh, you know, and so the two Toms, you know, that that would be that would those would be good options. But um, but yeah. um, Okay. So and then, you know, did you ever envision the success that you've what you've accomplished? Did you ever envision this? No, no, I never thought I could take it this far. Let's put it that way. I never, because of uh, the profession, a lot of people don't know this. The people who do sports media, for the most part, for most of them, they don't do it for the money. I mean, there's very little pay in it. Um, There's a lot of long hours. There's a lot of competition. And it was always a matter of trying to keep the job, you know, trying to, stay in it because a lot of people have gone out and I, I've gone out of it a little bit to do some other things. I've, you know, been a bartender and worked in a bank and done some things like that for a while for, for, you know, just to make money because I was only doing things freelance or part-time in different parts of my life. And, um, and so, yeah, I never thought that I would just, that I would still be doing this, you know, heading into my senior years through midlife and 
um, I always thought it was like a young man's game, you know, that you do it. And, and, and it is for a lot of people, you know, a lot of, a lot of people got out of it. A lot of people, you know, I mean, Paul Heisey and I, he's, you know, still going at it with the Chronicle. And I, I, wow. and I say, Paulie, I think you and I are the only ones that were around then in 1980. He was also stringing for the Sun News. We might be the only ones, the two of us and Tim Rogers might be the only, you know, high school writers that are still around, uh, that were around then, that are still around now. And I, at, at that time, if somebody would have told me that, I, I would have told them they were crazy, you know, that I would, I would still be doing this in 2021, now into my fifth decade of doing it, you know. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's really amazing. And um, uh, I, I have God to thank for that. I have St. Ed's to thank for that, the, the, the editors I've had to thank for that. You know, they've, they've, all, they've all done done well for me and uh boy yeah man it's been a great ride um it's been a great journey yeah so it it it, um it's really fulfilling because um i don't i don't ever think of work as something i want to get over with you know i I want more. We just added a sailing team at St. Ed's, if you can believe that. You know, sailboats. Wow. wow. <laughs> Did you, I don't know if you saw the tweets on that, but yes. I, I um, saw it on, <laughs> on April 1st, so I was like, okay, so, so this is an April Fool's joke. But, right. <laughs> okay, so it's real. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and to me, I thought, well, great, that's another sport I could cover. You know, whereas someone else might say, Oh no, that's more work. It's like no, 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 pile it on. I, I want to do it. You know, I want to. You know, and, and people, you know, people say I love the way you put bowling scores up there. You know, and you know some of the more obscure sports. You know, rowing and things that people don't know we have, and how our volleyball team has gotten off to a great start, starting with beating Ignatius on opening night for the first time in six years, and. Uh, that sort of thing, and and uh, and like I said, Coach Hickman, Mr. Hickman, has done a great job of putting schedules together and hiring great coaches, and and really getting sports up to the way Co- uh, Coach Ferguson wanted it to be before he passed away in '89. That all the all the teams and all the sports um, are at the level of wrestling. You know that we, you know, someday I'd love to see the day that we win a state championship in all 16 sports. We got such a great coach in Nate Brannon in, um, in track and field, Andrew Martin in, in rugby. You know, he's brought him in. I mean, we, we've, got, we've, got, we've got great coaches. We've got great student athletes, and, um, and, and we're blessed there at St. Ed's. You know, it's just a, it's a wonderful place to be, and, um, and many great things have happened. And, you know, just in those nine years I've been there, man, I can't, I can't tell you, you know, what a great, great time I've had and great people. And like I said, the relationships and just, you know, being greeted as I come to the gym or to the field or, you know, whether it's Mm -hmm. Mr. Hickman or one of the coaches or uh, Brian Warner, our trainer, um, 
you know, just, uh, just, it's just wonderful to be there. You know, I, I just, I just love that place. And I don't mind that, you know, burning the midnight oil till two in the morning kind of thing. And, you know, that happens too when we travel two hours away, like Toledo or Columbus, when I go on the bus and I don't start writing until, you know, 11, 12 o'clock and, you know, done in the wee hours of the morning. And, and I got to catch up on my sleep over the next few days, but I do it and I go right back at it, you know, and okay. uh, just love doing it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And thank you for doing it. So I am one of the alums that, you know, is no longer in in uh, Ohio, but I read the blog so I can keep up with what the teams are doing. So I appreciate what you're doing. So thank you. Yeah. And, and you talk about coming full circle. Um, uh, the guy we hired as the content editor of the wrestling book guy by the name of Gary Schwab, he's also down there in North Carolina. He was the, char- uh, the sports editor and executive sports editor of the Charlotte Observer for, yes. um, for 37 years. And he uh, hired me at the Sun News in 1980, to, um, and he gave me my first St. Edward assignment. And, wow. and, and so we come full circle now and he's kind of, we're working, working together again and, um, and working on this. And it's, it's just coincidental that he's in, he's in North Carolina where you are. He's, you know, you are an NC state guy and, you know, obviously Carolina blue is, you know, uh, or actually Carolina green is in Charlotte. Uh, Carolina yes. Blues in Chapel Hill, but yeah, Carolina Green, the Forty ers are in mm-hmm. are in Charlotte, and so so that that's kind of fun, and and that's kind of where you know I, I I the whole historian part of it, you know, which is what I really love. I love history. I love to read books about history because if we don't study history, we'll repeat history, and that's a disaster, you know. I mean right. that, that that'll just be another disaster if if we don't learn from our mistakes we're doomed, you know, yes. so, um, yes, well yeah. so we can learn from well the past student athletes. I mean, I was in a conversation for about 30, 40 minutes with Timmy Karras the other day, and I just loved talking to him, you know, a guy who was my hero when I was a kid, one of my heroes, you know, looking up to him, you know, when I was eight, nine years old, watching him play and returning kicks and returning interceptions and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I still remember as a kid the uh, switching to basketball, the 1970-71 basketball team, with, which Karras was on. And that team went to 100, scored over 100 points, I, le- I think, at least 10 times that year. Um, so there were, there were good, good teams in other sports. Um, at St. Ed's, but, uh, but yeah, it does come full circle, doesn't it? Um, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're now, I mean, you were a media studies, a mass comm major at NC state and, you know, you're now working with the boxers and you're now, uh, bringing back St. Ed's memories and kind of being a historian that way with this podcast, you know, which is great. Yes. It's a lot of fun. I'm no Norm yeah. Weber though but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> let's, let's get Thank that you. clear. Thank you for I, that compliment. I, no, but, ser- but seriously, I, I appreciate your work. I feed off of you, 
So, you know, a lot of the things that I do with the podcast, if I have to get information, I'm looking over at your blog. So thank you. Great. But, thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love to provide that service. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's nine years of history right there now that people can, when they want to do something, when they're looking up something on St. Ed's, it's there. The search engines are there. You know, they can type in a name and, and find, you know, what the person did, what, the per, you know, the stats were, the exact dates, you know, that, that kind of thing. So that's mm-hmm. all available to people now, you know. Yeah. Um, it's hard Good. to find. We, yeah, go ahead. No, we, we old-timers appreciate that because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have kids, yeah, sure you did. You know, you try to pull out the old articles and dust them off, and they just want to go to the Internet so they can pull this right. stuff up. Exactly. So. Oh, exactly. I mean, they don't, you know, like I said, I, I, I got my typewriter, my first typewriter in college, and, you know, and then by – the 90s when I was going to graduate school, I, I had a computer and was able to write all my papers. And But this was just before the internet. internet it was just about to come in. Um, I was able to write it on a computer and my thesis on a computer. Uh, and wasn't that a wonder? And, and now we have the internet, you know, that yes. then came right after I graduated from graduate school there. And um, and now we're able to look up things. But you notice on the Internet, it's hard to find things going back to the 80s and, and 70s and, and even further because a lot of that stuff hasn't been loaded in. A lot of stuff has. You know, a lot of newspapers have um, put their microfiche in so that mm-hmm. one can look up um, things from the past. But a lot of things, you know, history kind of starts in in around 2000 with the internet, you know? I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, there isn't, I mean, yeah, I mean, there are source, sources there that do take us back to our days and before our days, but, but yeah, you know. Um, That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I can talk all day to you because you, you have a ton of, information and stories and great stories, not just stories, but great stories. So I appreciate you. So shameless plug time, brag one more time about yourself, plug your social media, plug your blog so that people know how to follow you or how to find you. Okay, great. Um, Yes. um, You know, I pride myself on the fact that I cover all 16 sports at St. Ed's. I also have an alumni page where I follow kids around in college that have, because St. Ed sends a lot of uh, student athletes to college sports. Um, and I, and I update on what they're doing in college. I, I do the research. I find what they're doing. Um, I'll have blurbs about them, extended stories about them. Um, so you can find out about what college guys are doing. Uh, I use that alumni page to do that big history series we had um, that Chris and Danny Andrews and all those guys were involved in. Um, so there are, there, are, there are 17 blogs there. Um, you can get to it at www.stedwardeagles.com, so stedwardeagles.com, not S-A-I-N-T and no period, just stedwardeagles.com. Um, and then you go by where it says teams and you pick a sport and then 
when you get to that sports homepage, you just pick blog, and you get to the blog, and you can scroll down all the way back to nineteen or to two thousand and twelve, and find all the work that that's there. And um, just go ahead, type in a name, type in uh, a game you might remember, uh, an opponent you might remember. You can type in Saint Ignatius and see all the all the games that I wrote to about about that and um, and, and that sort of thing. And um, and also, I, recently I've started up a sports journalism club at St. Ed's with uh, English teacher Mark Urban, where I'm starting to work in some student writers um, to help nice. me out with, uh, nice. you know, particularly on nights when, you know, like in the winter, for instance, wrestling, basketball, and hockey will all be playing on the same night, and I'll want someone there live. And obviously I can't be in three places at one time. So, um, and all three of those sports are good, you know, every year. I mean, I mean, out of our 69 state championships, they've won, uh, I believe, 51 of them, you know. So, um, <laughs> you know, wow. I mean, that, 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 that's just amazing. So we have to have someone at those, at those three sports. But not to discount the other sports, you know, we, we need people at those as well. Um, so, I, so I've started that up as well. So, yeah, www.stedwardeagles.com. Um, uh, there's a, there's a shortcut to get to the particular blogs as well, too. I think it's uh, SEHS Athletics uh, dot blogspot dot whatever sport it is, like rugby or hockey or football or baseball, um, and then a backward slash, and I think that takes you right to that blog. Um, so that's another way to do it. And, um, and like I said, I just love doing this. I love working with the kids. I love working with the coaches we have. Um, I love all the people at St. Ed's. Um, I love our opponents. I love when um, athletic directors and tournament directors grant my credentials. You know, I have to explain that I am a media person. Because um, a lot of people don't know in the high school ranks what a sports information director is. I mean, that's a that's more like a job at a college. But yeah, we do things, you know, in a with collegiality at St. Ed's, and um, you know, having all those advanced programs, engineering, and the uh, IMBA program, and you know, things like that. That it's it's very much uh, like a college, and, um, and and that sort of thing. So. Um, and what was the other thing you said to plug? Um, oh, it was plug your social media. Yeah, social media. We have, we, we have a, yeah, most of my stories, once I post them, um, they come out on Twitter. Um, and then you, and it usually uh, gives the link to, to that story that just comes out. Um, so if you just follow the SEHS Athletics Twitter, um, that will, constantly um a lot of other stuff goes there as well but um you'll see my stories as they're posted or the link to them um they're the ones with the big headlines um <laughs> since twitter has allowed us to uh, go beyond whatever it was 144 uh words or whatever whatever the limit is now i sometimes tend to put in these big headlines so you'll uh you'll see that Nice. Um, nice. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So, so um, yeah. 
it's wonderful when these stories get sent around, you know, because they have a tracking system, you know, to see how, mm-hmm. how much traffic. I got charts there and everything to see which ones are, are getting the most readings. And, um, and, it, and it's wonderful when I see how many people are reading. And it's great, like, after a story, and I don't mean to do this to boost my own ego or anything, but five minutes after I post a story, I, I like to go look just to see how many people have already looked at it. And it's usually like 25 people, and I'm thinking, man, you know, there are, there are diehards that want to read anything about St. Ed. They must just jump on it right away, you know, that there, that are, that there are that many people that, you know, within five minutes are already on it, just waiting for the story to get posted, you know, which is nice. kind of a good thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I know it strikes the ego, strokes the ego a little bit, but it, it's, also a, it's also good to know that, you know, people are waiting for it, especially on those late nights, you know, that they don't get to it till the morning. Um, yeah. Bill Menz, our former, our former track and golf coach, once said to me, he said, he said, when I wake up in the morning, I go right to your blogs, and then I go to the bathroom. So, in other words, <laughs> the normal routine that pe- yeah, yeah. <laughs> the normal routine that people normally have uh, of you know doing the things in the in the bathroom that they need to do to get ready, he reads my blog before he does that. <laughs> nice, that is nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. so that that that's one thing that uh, that that also could go back to the compliments. Uh, a compliment uh, question that you had, but um, yeah. So okay. Well, Norm Weber, Norm Weber, what an honor to have you on my podcast and to share your success and your story. So I thank you once again, and my listeners thank you. So I definitely have to have you come back on you know, the Chris Williams podcast hour. But thank you again for just filling us with, you know, your inspiration, your stories. Yeah, and and my my sentiment's the same. I, I am very honored to be on the Chris Williams show. Um, a, a guy I knew as a kid, and now he's doing this, um, you know, what, 35 years later and full-grown full adult, although you were pretty big then, you were pretty full-grown then. Um, it's just a great honor to be here with, with Chris Williams on the podcast and, uh, to get this kind of publicity 